one. Hey, what's up, Cairo Sushi Samurai? We're we I finally, after weeks of of sharing uh, the Cooper Reviews content, which you guys have all fallen in love with, it's gotten the most responses. Actually, Sarah, earlier today or yesterday, I sent out an email with your ten tricks to appear smarter, and I had the most responses ever going this is exactly what i needed so thank you for 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 giving some light and love out there with your content uh we have sarah cooper live with us in cairo sushi samurai how are you doing and thank you for joining us thank you for having me i'm doing very well thank you so i've been a huge huge fan of your work for a, a little bit now because um i came from the startup scene and got and my family's in chiropractic but i uh, cut my teeth in, in San Francisco and, and I saw, you know, as part of a software as a service company, I saw your content one day. I'm like, holy shit, that's exactly what I've been saying. And it was just <laughs> the truth. And I'm going, this woman's a genius. So tell us about where you came from and, and your background and, and uh, how the hell you got to be this, this, this funny, uh, you know, kind of tech queen of, of uh, Silicon Valley for humor. Um, well, I always loved comedy and I loved um, doing, I've done stand-up comedy for nine years and um, my original uh, love was acting, but I always just loved performing and making people laugh. Um, and I wasn't having much success with it until um, I sort of combined that with all of my experience in the corporate world. And so I've, you know, been on and off in the corporate world for the past 15 years or whatever. So my last stint was at Google and um, I was there for almost four years and it was there that I finally wrote a, an article that combined comedy with the office and with meetings and that was my 10 tricks <laughs> to appear smart meetings and it was really just observations it was really um, you know people are like what's the secret sauce of you know making people laugh and being honest and saying what everyone's thinking or say what saying what everyone has seen but no one has said out loud that's the secret sauce i mean it's really nothing more than just being as honest as you possibly can be and so from there i started the cooper review and i kept writing more about um my experience in the corporate world and in meetings and being a manager and being an employee and all that I, stuff. so and was google really that job. like was google that place where you would actually bang your head on the desk and think of stuff like i can't think of i can't believe a place with that innovation and that kind of brain cell count or you know that genius there would be that mundane but is it is it every corporate world just the same i guess I think if you have a place that you have to go and you have to go there for a period of time and you're being paid to do what you're like, you're always going to run into the same problem of like, you know, feeling like you're kind of pretending, you know, feeling like, you know, you're you're being paid to, to say things, basically. Um, Google was definitely different in that people were OK with, I you know, saying that out loud. Everyone there is like really self-aware. I think at a lot of other places you have to drink the Kool-Aid and you can't mention the fact that we're all kind of playing this part. Whereas at Google, we're like, okay, we think this is sort of cool, but we don't really know. And we were okay with making fun of ourselves, which was why I was able to publish that while I was still at Google, because I was scared people were gonna think I was making fun of <laughs> my coworkers, which is exactly what I was doing. I was making fun of them, but they, they loved it. They wanted me to make fun of them even more. So I think that's the slight difference between Google and everywhere else is that, yes, it's still a corporate world, but people are okay with like saying, yes, this sucks, you know? What, so what would make, what, what would make meetings better? Because even in our world, we do meetings and seminars. Like the big thing, the big thing in our circuit is seminars, you know, like it's, 
and and they kind of tend to be all the same thing. What if you had this magic wand and you said, okay, this would make it so much better and so much easier, and just what what would that look like to you from a meeting or a seminar? Because I'm sure you've done seminars all over too, being yeah. in the corporate world. Yeah, I mean, just just infuse think, tequila everywhere or no? <laughs> I mean, alcohol always helps. I mean, you can't go wrong with alcohol. Food, cupcakes, pizza, any of that stuff always helps. Um, but I think for me the mundane weekly meetings where you just kind of knew what was going to happen and you just had an expectation. And so you turned your brain off because you just felt like, okay, I've seen this a million times. So anything to get out of um, making people think they're going to get the same thing. So I would start my meetings a little bit differently every time or I would end them a little bit differently or I would put something in the middle that was a little bit different just to like escape the fact, the, the fact that everybody had just turned their brains off and was just kind of like going through it robotically, like anything to make them like wake up and say, oh, this is different. Anything like that, I think helps meetings. Yeah, I, I, we, we do have, we have questions coming from, we actually have people watching live and uh, I have a couple of questions I'll, that I'll get to in a second. But what was your roles like? What, what, what's your background for actually in the corporate world? Is it marketing? Um, I was a user experience designer, and then I was um, managing the user experience design for Google Docs. Oh, cool. So I have a lot of complaint. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> no, everybody does. Don't. Trust me. It's, I... actually the, it's, actually the, it's actually the most user, one of the most user. It's so simple and easy. I mean, I don't, I don't, know, I don't know how anyone could ever complain about that. But um, <laughs> I, wanted, I wanted to ask you about your actual stand-up comedy because you, you, you've gone out there now. You've done stand-up comedy what was the shift and what did you need to kind of propel yourself because you said it wasn't really working where did where did you struggle and and how did you get yourself out of that struggling mode maybe something um, you know from a standpoint of inspiring some of our less confident samurai that are watching yeah i mean i think that i always just talk myself out of it because i just told myself oh this isn't going to be worth it this is going to be a waste of time i'm going to fail no one's going to laugh i'm going to bomb you know i just kind of talk myself out of it a lot um, but then I realized like, even if it sucks, just doing it is a win. So if, so like talking myself out of it, like that's already failure. So if I'm scared of failing, like I don't have to do anything to fail. Cause like, if you don't do it, you failed. So that kind of like helped me realize that like just finishing something, just trying it, just going through with it is, is part of, is part of the success. And so um, yeah, I mean, I, I think that I kind of got over the hump of putting myself out there that way, but it's a daily struggle. You know, it's always, it's always that voice in your head. That's like, am I wasting my time? Should I just be doing something else? Should I be doing what everyone else is doing? That kind of stuff. I get, yeah. I, I feel like, uh, I feel like Fox is Fox called you yet and said, let's, let's look at a pilot. Is that something that you're looking because of that? <laughs> I, I mean, it's like the office meets Silicon Valley. I mean, there could be a whole show with a female lead and, and maybe you get Mindy Calling to play. No, you get to play yourself. You get Mindy Calling to be a, 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 a I, like. I would, I would love Mindy to play that. But yeah, no, that's, I'm working on that. That's, that's like my, my dream. My ultimate dream is to turn this into something that's narrative. That's more of a story. I, I feel like that's where it's going to go. And that's what it needs to go. Because I want to ask you about this. Content on the Cooper review, um, overall, the people have been, that we've been sending out because kind of saying, sharing, hey, this is just a kind of a snapshot of who we are. We're trying to bridge the gap between entrepreneurs and chiropractic, make chiropractic cool. And um, I shared your content out kind of on a couple different distribution channels. And all the responses are like, this is so phenomenal. 
but you have so much content. Like what is, I know some of the people that are producing content in our world would want to know the question is like, what is your content strategy? Do you just go lock yourself away in a room? Like how, how do you get so much out? And uh, it, it seems like, you know, uh, in quick time. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like I don't put out as much as I should be putting out. So it, it never right. feels like you're putting out very much. Um, but I um, I just keep a running list of ideas so that like if you sit down to a blank screen, it's overwhelming and you're never, I mean, for me, that was really, really hard to just sit down to a blank screen and try to come up with ideas. And so I realized the secret to that is not do that. Come up with your ideas when you're taking a walk or when you're watching the TV or when you're at dinner and then write them down so that when you sit down to come up with ideas, you're starting from a list of all these ideas that you came up with in the past week or month or year. Um, and that's kind of um, helped me, uh, you know, keep that my creative juices flowing. Um, and recently, a few months ago, I started accepting con contributions from um, other people. So people, a lot of different people are writing now for the Cooper Review. And so that has helped a lot as well. What, um, where do you think, uh, this question from Dr. Bones, my uh, partner in Cairo Sushi, where do you think most people miss the mark when it comes to trying to be funny? I think that is where they miss the mark, when they try to be funny. When someone tries to be funny, you can tell immediately, and it's not funny. Um, and so I always say, try to be honest. Don't try to be funny. If you're telling a story, tell the story. Don't say, oh, where can I put in a punchline? Or where can I put in a cool reference? Or where can I be really clever here? People see right through that. So just be as honest as you possibly can be, and you, you'll be surprised at how funny it will be if you if you just be as honest as possible. Do you think healthcare you can be you can be funny in and 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 express humor to make the experience better? Is there is there crossing the line? I mean, what what's your feelings on that? I think there's probably some crossing the line. You know, there's some things you probably are sensitive that you don't want to make fun of, but. Um, if you are relating back to people, their experiences, their true experiences, um, it can be funny and it can make them say, oh, they get it. You know, they get what I'm going through and they see like they see that this is a problem or that this experience happens. And I think that it's a really good way to relate to your audience. Um, and again, going back to being honest, if you're just saying like, hey, this is what happens, you can't be accused of being insensitive because you're just pointing out something that's true, you know? So I think yeah. that's another way to get around it. You have, you have four steps. I, I mean, I, I obviously have done my due diligence. I watch some of your talks. You have, what's your four, you have, it's being honest is obviously the, the key, the key yeah. recipe, but there's a couple other ingredients, right? You, you talk about what are the three other ingredients that you usually talk about, about creating kind of or becoming more humorous in your, in your overall content and overall life, I guess. Yeah. Um, well, this is specifically for creating online content, but another, uh, a few, a few other things were basically if you create like a how to, um, type article, but instead of like being honest about the how to, you, you're being honest about exactly the steps that people go through. Like, for example, I wrote an article about how to share your political opinions on Facebook, which is you know, a horrible, <laughs> like you never want to do that. So, but the steps are not on it. They're, they're not real. They are like, you wake up, you see something that you absolutely hate. You cry in your, your bed, you know, you walk <laughs> around, you like talk to your husband about it. Like, so if you take the steps that are the real how-to steps and change them to what honestly happens, that's a, another good way um, to, to like bring out humor and then 
it's kind of like the satire of like, oh, I'm being helpful, but I'm not really being helpful because these aren't the steps. These are just what actually happens when I try to do something. We were um, thinking so about writing a book. Yeah, we were thinking about writing a book called The 33 Ways to Destroy Your Practice in, in, in 10 months. Like, you know, like going the exact opposite. And uh, yeah. so that, that's, a, that's a great nugget. I want to uh, ask you about uh, writing your book, and you wrote it at Google. We have the links. Of, uh, actually, for this, we'll have the links in the comments. For the later recordings you guys will be watching, we'll have the links above to get Sarah's book. It's amazing. Can you share some of the smart things you can do to be to appear smarter in a meeting that are not on the blog that maybe maybe one or two that are in the book? Yeah, sure. Um, one of my favorite ones is um, interrupt someone and then let them finish, which is also called the Kanye. Um, <laughs> so basically, if someone's giving their update, you can say, whoa, slow down there. Uh, Jack, can, you, can I just stop you there for a second? Everyone. Jack is about to say something really important, and I think we should all really pay attention to this, okay? <laughs> Jack, go ahead, continue. And so that just makes you look like you're getting everyone's attention for Jack and, you know, giving him the floor. So it makes you look very powerful, like you're in control of the meeting. I, I get really it. Like that one. Yeah, and you don't really have to know anything to do that one. Um, another great one is to um, ask someone to stay behind in the meeting. So if everyone's leaving, just be like, oh, can I, can I just see you for a second? And that'll just make everyone think that you're talking about something really important while with, when no one else is there. Um, and they'll wonder what it is you have going on up your sleeve. And so that's another good one. A lot of these are basically just to like kind of psychologically play tricks on your coworkers into thinking that you're doing something that you're really not doing. Well, you're doing, you're doing awesome stuff. I'm so grateful for you giving us some time today. I, I wanted to ask you lastly, because in our, in our industry, there's been a huge push over the last year to get more female speakers, more female mentors. I've noticed content on the Cooper Review kind of, uh, there's a little bit of, I don't wanna say a lean, but there's been some, I guess, expression of, hey, uh, you know, especially the one I was reading the other day about how to how a female uh, can appear. Uh, I get, it was like That's a nine step. Yeah, non-threatening. Yeah, I thought it was genius. Is right, non-threatening <laughs> in a situation. And obviously, you're you're also involved in the in the entertainment. And we have the 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 Weinstein stuff that came out. This is a really interesting time for women in in their careers. Uh, what for for our female chiropractors that are coming out? We're we're now 50% of the profession. Now this is a huge deal. This is big. What do you tell young women out there, whether it's in whatever profession, how, what would you say to them to empower them to uh, just kick ass and, and own their domain and just be as badass as you are? Um, I think the biggest thing is there's so many people saying uh, you need to do this. You know, there, a lot of people are saying, here are the rules for women. Like, here's what you need to do. Um, I think the biggest thing was like, uh, here, you need to smile more or you need to be more, um, you know, uh, helpful. Like there's, there's all these things about like, well, this is what you should do. Um, and I think that when women start to follow those rules, we get really confused and we get, we start to not be ourselves. And yeah. so then we're, we're kind of trying to like follow this, this master list of everything that we should do in order to get ahead in the world. And then we end up not being authentic. And then that kind of sabotages us. And so I think the biggest thing I would say is stop, stop following those rules. Like if you feel like smiling, smile. If you do not feel like smiling, don't smile. Like if you just be as, be as real as you possibly can be and don't be apologetic if, you know, someone wants you to smile, that's their problem. You know, things like that, yeah. I think 
if you can just kind of forget all of those rules, throw them out the window and just be yourself, I think that that's the most important thing. And then also, um, if you can help, you know, if you see another woman like kind of struggling, I think that that was the biggest thing for me is just having other women in the office that kind of I could, you know, talk to about things or feel like they were on my side, you know, so I'd say those are the two things I would say. You're awesome. Thank you so much for joining us today and giving us some time. Uh, guys, I encourage you to get order on Amazon the book. It's a, it's awesome. I encourage you to bookmark uh, the CooperReview.com because it's just fantastic. It's the it's one thing I, I I wake up for. It's that TechCrunch and obviously our own stuff. Um, <laughs> your uh, future looks so bright. I can't wait to see your show because I I that was my whole yeah. like my guts tell me she's gonna have a show out there one day <laughs> and anything that would be awesome. So uh, cheers to you and thank you so much for giving us some time today. Thank you. This was awesome. All right. Be well. Thanks, guys. Hey.